Hi, and welcome back to Educators Let's Get Real. I'm Jen. And I'm Danielle. And today we're going to be talking about how do we recover from a tough day or school year. But first, we need to follow up on our challenge for you last week. And that would have been like, who do you go to? How do you recover from that hard day? Yeah. And for me, and I, I know I've talked about this before and I talk to other people, I don't work out to, to stay thin. I work out <laughs> to keep me happy. And so if I've had a really hard day, a walk, a run, or sometimes if I need to calm, like truly find my center, yoga. Yeah, meditation is great. Mm-hmm. A really like just quick meditation practice. I used to joke that like I couldn't do meditation because I actually didn't like to be in my own head. My head is a scary place to be. I told several mm-hmm. people that my head is a scary place to be, and it is still. Yeah, um, so it's fine. But I actually love that quiet time now, and I crave it, and my brain needs it. Um, and man, I think there's so many things. We've talked about working out so many times and working out is for mental sanity for me and for people to want to spend time with me because otherwise I'm not such a nice human being. Well, I don't think it needs to be like sometimes you and you post really hard workouts, but for some people it doesn't have to be. And so like I say like a nice walk or a hike or I'll do an interval run, but sometimes if I don't have like the energy for that, but I know I need to get out. Walking my dogs, especially yeah. outside. Yeah. And I do so. I do a ton of things. Now, I really do enjoy the hard, intense workouts. Like, those are for sure mental clearing for me. But it is also, um, you know, it is also working in yoga. It is also working mm-hmm. in, you know, walking with my kids around the block and my husband after school one day. It's And, and a lot of my recovery from hard stuff is having someone to talk it through with. Um, verbally and orally processing information and things that happened and, and things like that and getting a different person's perspective. My husband is great at this because he doesn't get the teaching world and doesn't understand <laughs> a lot of things that we do here. And so having an outsider's perspective. Now, sometimes I do need a teacher and I need someone in education to understand what happens, but sometimes... I need that outside opinion. But we've talked about that before. And it could be like sometimes you need that person who doesn't understand or that's just going to sit there and listen. Yeah. Or, and or, because you might need both, like within the same situation. You need the other person who's actually going to say, okay, now what are you going to do about it? Or knows a little bit about the trade and what's happened. And so that goes right back to what we were talking about, about having that, that person your accountability person, your butterfinger, whether it's at work or outside of work, or in some cases, both. Yeah. And it's knowing who to turn to. We talk to this a lot. It's building up a community of knowing where to turn at what point and who to turn to and who can, who can do that. Um, I think it's hard when we have just a couple of people and yeah, Mm -hmm. you do need a couple of really good people, but man, sometimes this is tough and we need, we need a community. Absolutely. We don't just need one person. That's a lot for, I always think like, I'm a lot for one person to handle. And so. And what happens if that one person isn't there? Or, right. Isn't available at that mm-hmm. moment or. Or is in their own crisis and right, they can't right. help. Yeah. And so I think it's having, 
it's having a a big variety of people that you trust and and care about and they care know they care about you mm-hmm. um in order to be able to build those relationships so yeah working out for me is huge um for me sometimes it's it's going home and doing something like playing a game of uno with my kids or wrestling with my kids or something so like that requires zero mental effort, mm-hmm. but brings yeah. in the, you know, the endorphins and the happy chemicals and the dopamine and all of those things that your brain needs to kind of reset. Now, that's how do you reset from, you know, a tough day or a tough week or a tough hour. Um, you and I have talked recently about just breathing, like this idea of box breathing, this idea of mm-hmm. just taking a minute Um, And this is something that I kind of weave into my classroom on a daily basis with kids. When you start to see them go up and up and up and up and up and you're like, we're hitting it. And I'm like, okay, we're just stopping. Everybody breathe in. We're counting in. Breathe in for five. Breathe out for five. We don't necessarily do box breathing, but getting them to just stop for a minute and take those few deep, really deep breaths is can change the trajectory of a class in a moment. Absolutely. And and sometimes I need it and it's not even that they need it, but you're like, <laughs> I feel my stress level rising. I feel we all need this right now before <laughs> we're going to do it. And so it's like, okay, we're all stopping um, because I need a moment. And I don't ever say that to kids, but it's like, we're all just going to take a few minutes to breathe. Everybody breathe in, breathe out. Let's do that a couple more times. And I think just knowing the things in yourself which is what we are trying to do with this podcast, right? Knowing yourself well enough. I know when my you know, emotions start to rise, when my stress level starts to rise, I can mm-hmm. feel it in my head, I can feel it in my back, I feel it in my chest where I can't get that deep breath again. And knowing like, the, okay, we got to stop before this gets too bad. Well, and I think that's where this episode is probably one of the hardest ones for us to talk about. I really thought this year, at least being in Wyoming, would would have been easier than last year because last year we went through being in person and online. So yeah. we were teaching asynchronously and having kids in the room. And that's what a lot of the nation is doing right now. So we are kind of a year ahead of them. So I thought this year would be better. Now, within our district, all, we're all present. We're here again. But then we do still have kids who are quarantined, and then we went to a four-day week, and we lost some time, and um, we combined the school. So I don't think there's any state, any district, to be real honest with you, that is completely quote-unquote normal, and I don't think we're going to be for a while. And so when we're talking about how do we recover, I've had to pivot a lot this year as an administrator just reading the teachers and um, paras and students. It's a lot of pivoting. And I think what we have to understand is right now, this year, next year, and probably the year following, it's not going to be, and I don't know if it's ever going to be your typical quote unquote normal, but this definitely feels what people would say, it's their worst year teaching. It's hard. I'm going to quit. So we talked about for a day, like I know I have to go work out or I need to do yoga or we need to bounce ideas off people. But when you're looking at a quarter, a semester or a year, what do we need to do? And so for us as a leader, I was like, we need to stop. And yeah. I'm I'm a pusher and we know that I push, 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 push. But for me, it's getting back to the basics and finding that control because it kind of feels like everything's out of control right now and so you think of our kids with trauma 
now we all have trauma. <laughs> I was going to say, now and we all have trauma. We do. But what do they say? You know, it's that they act out because they want control. They feel like everything's out of control. So for me, I went on retail therapy binge and bought a whole bunch of containers. <laughs> Nothing fabulous. But my closets look a whole bunch better yeah. because I was able to organize. I decluttered and organized, and that gave me a sense of control looking just at that cabinet. And so now every time I, well, there's more than one. So every time I open the cabinets, I feel like there's a sense of control. There was something I could do and it uncluttered my life. And so maybe right now we need to unclutter. We need to find out what we need, get back to the basics and unclutter. So for me, like one was decluttering my home because that is one of my sanctuaries. I joke that I live in the school because sometimes I feel like I do, but my home is my my sanctuary, so I do like it clean. I do like it neat, and I needed to make sure it was in order. Yeah. And then another one for me is um, spending time with my family, quality time with yeah. my family. And sometimes that's hard because it, I'm fried. I'm not gonna lie. It'd be easier to put on a movie and say, "Okay, everyone, let's have popcorn and watch Clifford." Like, yeah. So much easier than, okay, let's pull out, let's do all the dishes from dinner and let's pull out a game. But so much more happens. Yeah. In those there. conversational moments, mm-hmm. in those. Um, yeah. And I think tough years and semesters are hard. Semesters go by fast, I feel like, but we can all think back. I'm certain on that year that you're like, okay, that year kicked my butt. Yep. Um, and I think our school and potentially our district and districts across the country right now are are feeling that dang this year has been hard dang this year has been hard on so many levels you know the kids you know i see things on facebook and in these groups i'm on and that you know these kids are disrespectful they're out of control they're you know all these things but also as teachers and administrators mm-hmm. and people that work in a building, we're also having a trauma response. And so, yes, I think behavior is changing in kids. Um, but I also think we sometimes are at fault, not at fault, but at we have a part Definitely. in that as well. Mm-hmm. And right now, um, I just keep saying, I'm just trying to keep my head above water. I'm just trying to keep my head above water. I'm treading water, you know, those kind of things. But when we say that and the kids hear that and we have those conversations in the hallway, that is such a hard thing to do. So when I think about tough semesters and tough quarters and tough years, um, mine is always going back to, okay, but it couldn't all have been bad. No. It couldn't have all mm-hmm. been bad. Overall, it could have really sucked could for lack so, of bad. Yeah, it, it could have been, been really bad. So much worse. But there are so many other things that were great, that were amazing. That kid that got it, that, you know, the breakthrough with that student, the, you know, the great discussions as a PLC, the fun activities we did, you know, trying to raise food for our school, things like, do you know what I'm saying? So, yes. yes in general, you could say, wow, that was a tough year. But I also truly believe that there is good in everything. And I also truly believe that we can learn from those, th- those hard things, from those hard years, mm-hmm. from those hard moments, from those hard days, is if we are willing to say, yep, that was bad. 
Yeah. But it was tough. But, but I learned. But I but this is what I this is what I gained from this experience. Absolutely. Um so I I believe in my heart that no experience happens without a purpose. And we all have things happen to us and are a part of things that are meant to do something. And I believe the universe kind of gives us clues along the way. And most of the time we're unwilling to hear them or see them until they hit that threshold. Right. And and then the universe is like, no, seriously. Like, focus. Hello. And for me, it's really getting back to the basics. And it is finding good. Like, we have so much going on. Take a look at your lives and really, really stop and take a look at everything you're doing and how fast you are going. Yeah. And when you're goal setting or you're making your vision boards, it's not focusing 100% all day long on five different big goals. Yeah. It's taking those steps and you'll hit, eventually you'll hit everyone, but what's most important to you or what do you need to do to simplify? And... I think from recovering from a hard year, it, it is, it's looking at, boy, what did I learn from it? Yeah. And what great things came out of it? Because I do believe every situation is a perspective and we can have yeah. a perspective of today was awful. I know there's some days when I go today, today it was a day it was a day, <laughs> and it was pretty bad. I'm glad like anything other than this would have been like the school blowing up or something like that. Right. But, but it's. Finding some of those good of what has happened and it's changing that trajectory of how we think. And I always think of that one, gosh, I want to say it's a meme or something like, so like on the weekends when I'm cleaning the house, I'm like, gosh, I, there's so much laundry to do and there are so many dishes to do to say, I am so happy that I actually have a washing machine so I don't have to wash these by hand. And I'm also so thankful that we have clothes that I can wash and that I have soap and water. And I'm happy I have these dishes because that means we have food. And it also meant that we had time as a family. Right. So just changing the perspective, but also slowing down. And that comes at school too, right? Like Mm -hmm. I look at that stack of papers and I'm just like, I am so tired of grading writing assignments. I want to poke my eyes out. But thank gosh they can write something. Thank gosh I have this ability to teach them and show them the path. And you know, I think some of this comes to building resilience in ourselves and knowing, um, you know, one of my, one of my coaches and colleagues says, you know, life is 50, 50 and it's 50% happiness and it's 50% crap. And it is learning to live through the bad in order, in order to enjoy the happy. And I truly believe that life is 50, 50 and we have to build the resilience in those hard times in ourselves. Absolutely. And I believe that that is something that I have to teach kids um, is this idea of resilience and grit and that, yeah, you're, you're not there yet. You know, the growth mindset is huge. I talk to kids a lot and I'm the first teacher to tell them, guys, you know what? I, I know this is going to be hard and I know this is going to be a challenge, but I also know you have the skills and the ability to do it. And I think that perspective is something powerful to teach ourselves and to kids. We all have stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you have ever met someone that says they don't have stuff, um, I would bet my paycheck that they were 
probably lying to you or they, they were or unaware. they're so overwhelmed that they just don't know. Yeah. And they're so unaware. So I think, you know, how do we build resilience in ourselves, and how do we teach that to kids and how do we bring that to our teams um, and to our schools where we can look at each other and say, crap, that was hard. Crap, that was hard. It was. And, but we learned this and I'm grateful for this and this is some of the good that we did. And being okay, knowing that it's not always good and, and having the strength in yourself, the strength in your team, the strength in our school to say, we can do hard things and we have the perspective and the belief to get past the hard stuff. And the commitment within ourselves, because guys, it's easy to give up. It's yeah. easy to say, I'm done. And there's times that, don't get me wrong, there are times when you do need to be done. Yes. If it's not healthy for you and your life and your family, there's times to be done. But also, right now, while we're in this for your daily life and the life of your students, because you are impacting so many lives around you, whether you realize it or not, your colleagues, students, their families, their community, don't give up. Don't just dwell on the negative. You have to find positive, but you also have to find, and we've talked about this before, it's not the balance, but finding that line where you say enough, I'm going to go take care of me, yeah. And then I'm going to take care of my family because all this is still going to be here when I get back. Yeah. And just finding that that joy again, guys, cuz no one wants to be at work when we're not happy. No. And this year is going to be hard. But something to think about cuz when you were talking about that, it made me think about cuz we just said, you know, we're kind of all in trauma, but it really gives me so much more of an idea of what our kids who are coming to school who truly just live in trauma all the time who kind of can make our world go nutsy and crazy at times when we want to pull our hair out, what they're going through, what we're feeling right now and that grasp of control and needing to breathe and needing less. So many of our students are feeling on the daily. Yeah. And knowing that I always think, yeah, I can be feeling the things and I do also have a trauma response in the sense that I've taught through COVID. I've taught through being mm-hmm. asynchronous. I've taught through, you know, things. I've got kids with, I've got third graders who haven't had a normal, quote unquote, normal yeah. school year in their career or was kindergarten okay. or they were, they're so far removed from what, what I would expect them to be able to do. And knowing that I also have a trauma response, but my job I believe is to model for them healthy ways to deal with trauma and model for them, um, you know, this idea of resilience and model for them um, grit and model for them. I try to emotionally regulate myself enough so that when they walk into my classroom, their trauma can be swept away because that is how I believe part of how we recover from trauma. Absolutely. Is knowing ourselves well enough. And I know when I'm like, hey, I'm done today. I'm done today. And, and it's okay to be done And it's for the okay day. to be done. And it's okay to say today, this is it. Today, this is all I have to offer. Today, this is all I can do. 
and knowing in my head I can do a million other things, but being able to say today is not the day and being able to say to a teammate or to another, you know, teacher in the building, like, hey, I need a minute. Can you come in here and just stand for five minutes so I can just, even if it's to go to the bathroom and breathe. And guys, that's not a sign of weakness. And oh my I gosh. offer that yeah. to our staff. And I know sometimes people are scared to ask their admin, but guys, when your admin offers that, yeah. they mean it. Take it up on it. It's not a sign of weakness. Everyone has to have time. As an admin, I had to have time. I will close my door and my administrative assistants will tell people, do not go in there. Do not knock on that door. She needs a minute. If yeah. you want your head to stay intact, <laughs> leave her alone. And it's more that. So I don't explode. We all, we all have to have those minutes. And so really, guys, I, we, we don't want to keep you long, but this year is going to be a tough year. We can embrace it as what we're learning across our journey. And like I said, seeing what so many of our kids are going through on a daily, but maybe just maybe one of Danielle's favorite things is hearts over smarts. And I don't know if you guys have noticed how many t-shirts are coming out that say, be kind. And we're learning about all this. Maybe just maybe it's time to slow down. Yeah. And focus. Find the things you love. Find the things that you can focus on. Breathe. Love your students. Love yourself. Love yourself. Love your students. Have fun. And there's ways to have fun. Please reach out to us if you guys have any questions. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. Um, It helps us. We are real educators, fake podcasters, hoping to make education great again. And we hope you have a fabulous week. This week, please think of how you can build resilience within yourself.